Welcome to the Wise Podcast, hosted by me, Kate Conway, and kindly sponsored by ID Verde. They are the UK and Europe's leading provider of grounds, maintenance services and landscape creation projects. They actively engage with social enterprises to build them into their supply chain. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Dave Linton from Madlug. Dave, you can leave your hat on. <laughs> I know you're concerned about that. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming today. Um, and you've brought with you some examples of the Madlog um, luggage, uh, goods. Um, uh, such a story behind Madlog, Dave. And um, I've heard it before. But tell us, tell us first of all, in a nutshell, what Madlog is, and then we'll we'll peel back and go further back and see how it all came about. Sure. So there are ninety thousand children in the care system in the UK. Um, one child moving every 15 minutes, so it equates to 40,000 a year. And most of those children either have their belongings moved in black plastic bin bags or plastic shopping bags and lose their dignity. So Madlug basically is a bag brand. In fact, we would say we're the leading UK bag brand for giving dignity to children in care. We use a one-for-one -one, um, model of every time we sell a bag, we give one of these little pack-away travel bags to an incredible child in the care system for free. So in one way, we're providing quality product for customers, but in that quality product, it's also funding a bag to give dignity to children in care. As you said, the story's quite young, but you um, you didn't start out in the uh, the bag industry. You were a youth worker, isn't that right? That's right. Um, yeah, so I spent 22 years of my, my work in life as a youth worker. Uh, so really the, start, the, the connecting is that I love young people. I believe in young people. For me as a youth worker, I was always drawn to help the underdog, the young person who seemed to be the troublemaker in the youth center. Mm -hmm. um, I just loved getting alongside, playing PlayStation with them, just getting to know them, building a relationship with them. And so in some ways, that was the foundation to do what I'm doing. But I had no, I had no knowledge of bags. I had no real experience in business apart from organizational leadership and managing a few youth workers. And um, but I love bags and I you know, love the use of bags. So for me, it was just, um, it made sense to take something I could tell the story with bag for bag. And that's where Mad Love came from. Yeah, but you, you, know, you could have just stayed on doing the job you were doing. You, you were already having an impact on young people's lives through the youth work. What pushed you into Yeah. Acting? So my wife and I are adoptive parents. So our, our oldest daughter came out of the care system when she was 18 months. Um, to our family and we, we are just things just fab and um, and then we also had done respite foster care I don't like using the word respite it's more short break because you know kids aren't trouble that you need a break from them but it was a short break opportunity to one weekend a month to support a young person and we had a young person come to our our house when she was eight and still 27 with three kids, a single mom still is part of our family. Mm -hmm. And so we had that. So what had happened was as a youth worker, I was working in Belfast. We were already doing this foster placement. Um, I got a job near Lurgan. And as part of the job, they, they said, we want you to work in the community that you're working as a youth worker. We're going to provide you as part of your job, home to live in. And um, so it was one of these unique situations where I was given a home. So we rented our house in Belfast, moved down to Lurgan, and the house was a four bedroom, double bedroom house that we couldn't have afforded to live in. Right. So as, as part of that, um, my wife and I said, well, we've had, we're now no longer official foster carers. We've got a house that's got a lot more space to it. Let's, um, you know, let's do some uh, more fostering. We went back to the, the trust 
asked to be foster carers, they said, well, we can't really support you. You're in a different trust area now. And because we had a year break, we went back to the start. So we went to this course. And in the course, week four, I was pretty bored, if I'm being honest. But week four, they showed a video of a young girl. And she um, was in a wheelchair, teenager, and she made a statement. And it was this. When we move, the trust don't give us suitcases. Sometimes foster carers loan us suitcases. But quite often our stuff is moved in black plastic bin bags and we lose our dignity. And it was at that moment I heard nothing else and thought, I'm going to fix that. Now, initially my fix was I could go to um, the young people in the youth centre. I could collect their secondhand bags or the bags that they had in the wrist space or suitcases and give them to the local trust. But then those figures started coming, 90,000. Um, that natural then was, well, why don't they set up a, a charity? Because the, you know, that's what you do when you've worked in youth work in the charity world, start mm -hmm. a charity. But I'm dyslexic, so writing funding applications were always my challenge in the youth work world. And I've never great at running marathons. I like my coffee and my buns too much. So the, mm -hmm. that, that led me to um, thinking, well, could I use business? And I was inspired then with Tom's shoes, the, the one for one shoe model, and thought, I wonder could I do that with bags? And it was as simple as that. Let's study that model and let's give this a go. And it is, it is something that seems like such a simple act to give someone a bag. And I suppose if you're somebody who, you know, who hasn't experienced of the system, you, you wouldn't realise the impact or why that, why that has such an impact on them. But it's just kind of giving them, as you say, dignity and value and saying somebody noticed me and has, has, has provided this, you know. Um, and then, so, so what was the first step then? So you, you thought, right, I'm going to do this. But then, you're huge now. I mean, you're operating on a massive level now. Obviously, there was... Yeah, we're, we're, in, we're selling internationally. You know, we've just had 3,000 bags go to a global part, uh, company. Um, that, um, and that's to Canada and New Zealand and, and Galway. And, um, you know, we've, we supplied 13,000 bags to IKEA just before Christmas for every one of their UK and Ireland staff got a Madlug bag. So, you know, we're, we are starting to see... Um, an awareness and in fact 80% of our sales and product go outside of Northern Ireland so I would say we're we're probably even better known in the mainland UK than we are even in Northern Ireland however you see more being worn in Northern Ireland because of the the, the population density so um, yeah so but we're still a relatively small business you know we still run we still run kind of as a startup in many ways you know small team you know all hands to the deck when jobs come in um, you know, we've we've done this with. I started with five hundred pounds. We have had no investment to date, maybe one or two wee grants, and um, and you know we've 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 got it where we've built it over the six years to to be where we are. I know it's huge now because I mean, as you say, you're operating on, on on such a big scale, but it's just it's hard to imagine like the the bridge between the two things. But it was all based on your passion for what you do. I mean, obviously, you're very talented in business. Um, you have a great creative mind. Um, you know, I mean, I've spoken to you a number of times before in different interviews, and I've just been sort of like blown away by your um, what's the word I'm looking for? Your your sort of uh, business insight and um, you're very forward thinking and very sort of open minded in the way that you do business. Um, I, I, you could be do, you could be running a, a business that was making you millions, essentially making you millions, not yeah. doing this. So, so I think I think that what you've talked about in that kind of insight is that I've spent years of trying to understand leadership, trying to understand 
my skill set as I'm dyslexic, I don't have an education. So for me, it's trying to work out what makes me tick, how do I relate to others, how do I build team, how do I get the best out of people. Um, and I'm still learning that every day. So I, I'm really hungry to learn in those. And I, I, I submerge myself with um, around leaders and I and business leaders. And I listen to a lot of podcasts and, and I read if I'm really interested in learning something. Um, so it was years and years of that organizational stuff that, is, that has given that. But in that insight of knowing who you really are and knowing your skill set is that actually my default is I have no drive to make money. I have, I have all the drive to help people. And so I think knowing that all those years, the thing I never did business before, I was 42, 43 when I went into this. Um, the reason I'd never gone into business before was because I wanted to help and I couldn't see that, I couldn't get that drive. And I knew that if I went and started a cafe, I love coffee, you know, I would give too much coffee away to people because I wanted mm -hmm. just to help them, be nice to them, encourage them. And I knew that wouldn't be a good way of running business. So for me, it was the, the sense of this was the first time in my life when I had um, something that's so, I call it a black bin bag story, where I, f I saw something within the bigger story. Yes, I love kids and care and I uh, want to help the whole care system, but it was something I, I saw something laser focused that I could focus on and fix. And it was then, I have no problem now making profit because the profit is actually what's doing the good. The profit for purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. So take me back to, you just said something very interesting there about knowing who you really were. Had you, not very many people say that in relation to business. Do you know what I mean? In relation to what they're doing, it's just, you know, um, well, I saw this and I wanted to fix this or whatever, but it's, it, you've kind of gone a step back from, from most other people that we've spoken to and said, well, I, I knew who I was, but was there, why had you, why had you made the link between that and the business? Why had you? Well, that natural knowing that actually I get out of bed to help people, you know, I drive the extra mile to help a person I would do without to, to help a person, you know, um, you know, I spent most of my working career on relatively low income to be helping people mm -hmm. and my contentment comes from that so i you know i i never i did not don't have a desire to live in a big house or to, to have fancy cars and all that stuff so for me it was that sense of that that was me at a place of contentment so i, I why i feel this works for me is that there's nothing like people say do i lose sleep sometimes you know, when you bring staff on when you're doing stuff and the answer is i very rarely i think i've lost in the six years maybe one night's sleep and not a full night. And it's because of that place of contentment is that I'm not trying this to feed my thing or my desire. And I think there's a tension, I think, in the social enterprise space where it's a nice sector to be in, but we still want to have our thing. And it makes you then, you drive at whatever cost. Where for, for me, I'm trying to say, I don't need that stuff. I don't want that stuff. I just want to be content. And my contentment is in understanding I'm a creative. So I don't, I, you know, I'm not going to apply for CEO jobs in other, other places because that would kill me. But I'm a CEO on my own because I can create the job to be that creative mm -hmm. kind of person and that drive. Um, and I get up because, you know, actually this laser sharp problem that we're trying to solve and we've stuck to that and not kind of got carried away with other stuff has enabled me to... To, to really focus in getting up every day and going, we're fixing that problem. That's not where we know we play on the pitch. 
And I don't actually feel like a competitor in that space any longer because I'm not trying to compete with other charities and other social enterprises because I'm going, we're a bin bag. We're a bag company that's solving a bin bag issue. That's what we do. No, that, that, that's, it's very interesting, your, your level of self-awareness, because I think it would be very easy for you to get swept away and do want the fancy car and the you know, the big house and whatever, because surely you can see that you're capable, you have the capability to um, run, a, not not the same business, but to, to run another business that would be profit making, you know, mm -hmm. well, profit for you, I mean, not profit for purpose. Yeah. And that's why um, I do admire the the fact that you've looked inwards and gone, well, these things are going to make me happy. And very few people do do that. Do you know what I mean? We're all very easily led by Instagram and totally. seeing all these things and then being shown these things and being told, this is what you should want. But you've managed to kind of go, no, yeah. and stay I, with I, it. I think, I mean, to be, be real on it is that, you know, that whole Instagram world, you know, you get that. I still have that, but it's more about the business. It's more about the brand. It's more about, you know, I want the brand to be seen. I want that stuff for the brand because I know if we get this right, we get the... So, you know, I do look at things and think, oh, ours is rubbish compared to that. We need to up this and, you know, all that stuff. So the contentment and I think the contentment as a person to not have the stuff out of this as a secondary thing is where I'm content in the sense of the business. You have to be, I think, at a place of... There has to be an element of discontent to have vision. Because yeah. vision is something better than you know today. If you're not discontent with that, you will never have vision for here. So so I look at what we do and people go, oh, it's brilliant, it's brilliant. I'm going, yeah, you know what? We only have 15,000 followers on our Instagram. I'd love to have 30,000. And and you you know that discontent gives you, well, okay, what are we going to do about it? How do we put that in place? You know, we sold, you know, 10,000 pounds of bags in the last month. We want that to be 20. That discontent drives the vision for the next. And and I, th I think because I know in that growth, that impacts the kids in care, which is what. So it's the it's a separating the the beneficiary. Is that I, my benefit, what I benefit from this is the enjoyment of work, the enjoyment of getting up every day and being part of something that is making a difference. And, but the, the business, I think every business to be successful has to have an element of discontent because if you aren't, you lose vision and then you look for a buyer and you find the next thing. And then you just move on. But I think you're the perfect example of one of my purposes of being the ambassador for social enterprises to say to sort of use a platform to say, social enterprises, you need to look at them the same way as you look at any other business. You expect the same level of service. You expect the same level of, you know, um, quality. Um, but the only thing that's different is what they do with the profit. <laughs> and you're showing how, you know, um, quality goods, the vision, the drive, the passion. But I'm taking that profit and I'm, this is what I'm doing with it. So you're the, you're the epitome of what what we're trying to say, which is, you know, it's just sort of spreading the word about what social enterprise is. Um so in terms of like this podcast and, and people that are listening, um, I'm saying to most people, who would you like to connect with as a result of people hearing this that might be a business or an individual? What would you, you know, in terms of them getting in touch with you, contacting you, how can they connect? Yeah, so um, we are a consumer, you know, predominantly a consumer brand. So madlug.com, get on and, and choose Madlug as your next um, bag band. So for um, sports bags, because yeah. we'll have a couple of few of the bags here today. Which yeah. are the, the... These are the roll tops. 
Uh, we have classic backpacks. We have um, duffel bags. We have suitcases, cabin suitcases, travel backpacks. Uh, and then we have things like laptop cases and, and so forth. So there's, there's the kind of just everyday consumer need of a bag. Um, you know, choose Madlug the next time um, you buy one. Um, the other part is, I think for us is, we've kind of been in the last three, four years, we've been given opportunities. So Graham, Graham Construction in, in Northern Ireland here um, buy bags regularly. So we are a monthly supplier of um, tech backpacks to them for their staffing needs. So that's where I've just come from today. Tech backpacks, I mean, so tech in the sense of laptop cases. They they're they're more our premium range, but it's but they would give a staff person with a laptop. So and then building industry, there's a huge turnover of staff. You know, people come into contracts, hardware and tear. So we get to provide um, a number of bags um, to them uh, a month, and then that's over over a year, quite a few bags. Um, so we, we do that. We did IKEA where they wanted to give a gift to each of the staff members and the, or the co-workers in the UK and Ireland um, at Christmas time. I say 13,000 bags. And, um, and we've just working with this global IT company um, with these 3,000 bags. And so really our, we've kind of launched recently the madlugyourbusiness.com. And that whole aim is that not only as a consumer can you make a difference and give a child in care dignity, but as a as a business that wants to buy social, that wants to improve their um, social corporate responsibility, is that you know they can also mad load their business by choosing to help children in care. When and so all that, all we're asking is that they look at replacing the the backpacks that they would give their staff currently um, with a mad look. And hopefully, we are we see ourselves as being price competitive. Um, the the service I believe. Um, is second to none. I mean, for instance, we worked with a logistics company on behalf of IKEA, and they told us it was the first time that they've ever worked with a company that they've never had a fight with. Right. You know, so, <laughs> okay. so not only not yeah. only did we provide the stuff on time, we we were good to work with, and and that's because we put that value worth dignity right across. You can't talk about kids having value and worth and treat everybody around you. So we have to have that consistent to how we deal with our, our, our customers, how we deal with our staff, how we deal with our friends and how we deal. That's, that's the whole DNA of our business. Um, and one last question just about the, the corporate banks. If someone come to you and said, look, we need something that's quite specialist, do you, can you work with them on something bespoke or is it more? We, we used to try that as earlier, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to grab every bit of work and mm -hmm. thing. What we say is we 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 have a co-branding facility so we can put brands on. So the, the 3,000 bags to Canada have got this co-brand on it that um, you know we've been able to put on the bag. So it's our brand and theirs, which is, um, but as far as having bags um, actually made, the, the logistics of that isn't okay. the time and stuff. But you have a huge range of stuff anyway. We have, we feel, we we feel our, our specialty is the corporate gifting, the the onboarding process when people are given a laptop for work and they want a nice like drink bottle and notebook and all of that stuff as a welcome pack. Our bags make great um, product for that. Okay, so remind us again, it's Madlog. Madlogyourbusiness.com. Okay, Dave, thank you so much. You're very welcome.
Join me next week while I chat to Narita Woods from The Fox and Bean. Thanks to Dave from Madlug. And also to ID Verde, our sponsor. If you're a social enterprise and you'd like to find out more about opportunities to work with ID Verde, please contact Amanda at Social Enterprise NI.